have been such a fucking alcoholic during this thing. Warning, all beer inside occasionally contains strong language, which may be unsuitable for children, unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for adults, beer drinking, which may be unsuitable for recovering alcoholics, as well as views and opinions expressed, which may be unsuitable for everyone. All Beer Inside also wants to remind you to always drink responsibly and to never drink and drive. I like beer cause it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, I sing it and beer you drink. I drink beer when I am sad, cause the beer it makes me glad. Now there's nothing left to say, so let's go drink beer. Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! And some beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! Let's go drink some beer! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside, a your frequently infrequent podcast uh, starring a bunch of Canadian guys drinking beer, uh, well, generally drinking beer and having fun. Uh, we are still in a self-quarantine for our own and your safety as well. Joining me on episode 49, Quarantine Edition, we have C-Money. You. We have Mr. Old School. Hello. And as per usual... Mixed master Phil. Okay. Uh, so since we're quarant- quarantining, we're still uh, drinking. Gentlemen, what you drinking? We'll start with C-Money. So I am doing from Collective Arts Brewing, a Earl Grey wheat brewed with black tea, cornflower, petals, whatever the fuck bergamot is, and coriander. <laughs> I believe I had that beer while recording with Beer Diversity for the YouTube show. The, the can has pretty interesting art on it, too. It kind of looks like some of the uh, bad guys from Super Mario 2. Yeah, Collective Arts is something else when it comes to their can art. Kind of like Flying Monkeys. Yeah, which is on crack. <laughs> <laughs> so have a few sips. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Are we doing that right away, or are we going through everyone's beer? Uh, okay, we'll go through everyone first, yeah. All right, sounds good. Uh, old school, what are you drinking? From the Exchange Brewery, I'm drinking Blueberry Pie, a f- uh, sour fr- uh, fruit sour. <laughs> It sounded way too complicated for the words fruit sour. It is because, a sour fruited. Yeah, Mixed Master Phil, what are you drinking? From uh, Microbrasserie Trois Lacs. It is their double IPA, well, pineapple IPA. In French, it's double IPA nana. So that's a fun little word. Double IPA nana. Yeah. How every other country on the earth spells it like that, except for uh, in English, where it's pineapple. <laughs> Everywhere well, else is anana. Well, no one says ananas. Ananas. Yeah, ananas. 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 Uh, um, and breaking the fourth wall, we are recording on America's uh, Day of Independence. I picked up at the SAQ, from, uh, which is the Société d'Alcool du Québec, uh, Sweetwater Brewing Company's IPA. There's a guy fishing on the can art, and it says, don't float the mainstream. It is a 6.1%, uh, 6.3% IPA. So... As for you guys, it's a virtual a toast. toast. Clink. Toast. Smells bitter. And uh, today's Untapped would like to remind you that uh, black is beautiful. Mm, that's, I believe, uh, Fairweather. No, not Fairweather. It's a brewery in the States that is giving out a recipe in support. Uh, Weathered we brew- Souls. Weathered Souls. Brewing. Yeah, that's it. Weathered Souls. 
I knew it was weather or something. Mayweather. All right, boys. Uh, we'll start with uh, old school. How do you think? What do you think of the beer? I give it a three point seven five. Really sour nose, but when you drink it, it is quite clean and crisp and very. It's not not very intense. Uh, it's a lot more intense on the nose than it was drinking it. And but d- disappointingly, not a lot of blueberry in it. Uh, I mean, the color is very. You know, reminds you of blueberry, like dark uh, purplish thing, whatever. But uh, still, quite good. Get three point seven five. See money. Uh, I'm also giving mine a three point seven five. Um, I'm not typically a big tea drinker, except for maybe green tea sometimes. But this is actually really, really fresh. It would be like a perfect type of uh, summer beer to just chill outside on a on a terrace or something and have. So uh, quite quite tasty. Very light. Uh, for those who don't know what a terrace is, it's French for patio. It's more than a patio, though. Really. No, it's a patio. It's a patio. It's a French patio. It's a lifestyle. I've never been in the States where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go have a beer on the patio. Yeah, because you're not American. Americans say it. America. America. (laughs) My God, are you American all of a sudden? (laughs) Yeah, America. No, but it's not just a U.S. thing. It's a Canadian thing, too. Like, I go to bank. Yeah. I've never been to a bar anywhere. let me finish. (laughs) I'll boot a beer at the patio, eh? not your day. Now, if you go to Vancouver and you say, I'm going to go on a, they say, I'm going to go on a patio. That's what they say. Yeah, but maybe they're retarded. Maybe they are. That's, that's a good point. Maybe they're just fucking with you. Oh, could be. Could be. Anyways, for the, uh, the cultured, <laughs> we call it terrasse. Yes. Yes, we do. No, it's for the Anglo-Quebecois. We it's call it's it fancier. You it's go, fancier. hold on. Do you go to California and ask where the guichet is? Yes. What's yeah, this? Exactly. And they look at you like, what the fuck are you saying? Who says the guichet is? No, but nobody, we don't even say guichet. We don't even say guichet here in Quebec. Yeah, we say guichet. Yeah, no, it's an English no word. we don't. Yes, I say, I say yes, bank English. machine. No, yeah, but you're I fucking say, carp. You live in Verdun. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else. Oh, all the great bars I have in Verdun. Oh uh, yeah, all that breweries. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, Anyways, someone, we say someone ATM. lit a fire. Yes. Yeah. yeah, or ATM now since it's a automatic transaction machine, automated transaction machine. Uh, Phil, what are you drinking? Or how are you enjoying your drink? Uh, so it's a 9% beer, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to sip this one. Uh, <laughs> very, very hop forward, so the IBU is 80. Very strong hops. Yeah, kind of disappointed that it doesn't have as much pineapple that I was expecting, so I'll give it a 3. So the IPA I'm having is more sweet and dry than bitter. Uh, I was expecting a little more bitterness to an American IPA, uh, so it's a 2.5 for me. It's not great, but it'll earn me the... Uh, American Independence Day badge on Untapped. Yep. So what do you get from that? You get COVID or something? Or? Uh, well, at this rate, I might, I might have to uninstall Untapped, create the my own order of diabetes, uh, obesity. Get it right. Which comes with diabetes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, since we're in Canada, let's talk a Canadian craft beer themed hotel from JustBeerApp.com. Calgary is getting Canada's first craft beer themed hotel. Beer, bread, and br- Beer, bread, <laughs> beer, bed, and brunch. Can you think of a better trio? The Drinkle will be Calgary, Alberta's first craft beer hotel. I'm for one and happy that Canada is getting one. It is unfortunately not open yet, but let's uh, see what it's about. Why is Calgary? It, is it really? Yeah, I was going to say, is it really the first one or is it just kind of stating Calgary's first one? It's the first craft beer themed hotel in Canada. That seems like a missed opportunity by there's, everywhere else. Yeah, there's not a lot in the States either. There's Brew Dogs in Columbus. 
I know Stone is making one in California, but there's not many other ones. It's not like that huge, you would think. There is none in Quebec, I can tell you that. There's none in Ontario. I mean, you are, you know, you're marketing to a niche, but I think it is a big big enough niche and you will stand out if you do. So I don't know if you could put it downtown, but you could put it like outside the city a bit to redo whatever motel and make it, you know, put a couple of beer taps and that other that other beer fucking koozie thing, get that guy, license that thing. <laughs> Well, it is apparently Calgary's first themed hotel on top of that. So not just craft beer themed, but themed hotel in general. As per the article, in August 2018, the world's first craft beer hotel world opened in Ohio. So it hasn't been that. It's been two years. It'd be two years by the time this comes out that the world's had its first craft beer hotel. I'm curious how well they're doing. Uh, well, who knows? Right now, or? Yeah, not, probably well, not so no, great. I, right I meant like maybe before COVID or whatever. Like what were the sales? I don't know because in Columbus there's a there's hockey and there's a European style football. That I'm you surprised can watch. you found two things about Ohio. Yeah, and um, well, that's Columbus as well. They have a yearly uh, concert, uh, rock concert called Rock on the Range, and it's eighty thousand tickets each day, three days straight, sold out. So they do something right because over one hundred and sixty thousand people are attending that area for a weekend in May. Minus this year, because, you know, COVID. Always wanted to go. I know one year they had Metallica. The Rock on the Range had the Metallica the Friday and the Sunday, and it was sold out both days. But out West, life is peaceful there, according to a song. So I'm curious, you know, maybe we could ask the panel, would this be a destination thing? Would you go to Calgary for this? Uh, This plus I have friends and family out there, so it would help. I would go. Why don't we ask the traveler, see money Would I go to this place? If you were within the area for whatever reason, would you seek out this place? Uh, I mean, I haven't really heard much about like what makes it so great though, right? Like, okay, it's a beer-themed hotel, but like there'd have to be something that's unique about it for me to really want to step outside and, and say, okay, I have to go like spend a night here. Well, let's, let's find out some more about it. Let's go through the article. Can do that. Okay, the concept is making its way to Calgary, start starting in Calgary, Alberta, with a rapidly growing craft beer scene in Calgary. The Drinkles, a beer loving husband and wife, believe it is time to create a space for people who enjoy beer exploration. The Drinkles, <laughs> I can't believe that that can't be their real last name. Eh, who knows? Uh, are aiming to create the Drinkle Craft Beer Hotel, a hotel where each room matches a Calgary brewery theme and guests can choose different brewery experiences and tours with a variety of tour options available. The Drinkle Hotel wants to be the epicenter of craft beer tourism in Calgary. So it looks like it's applying to the craft beer drinkers of, I'm guessing, North America and the world. Uh, Let's see. The Drinkle's Hotel vision. Stay and experience Calgary's craft beer scene. Guests will arrive to a selection of craft beers to sample from the small welcome area, from in the small welcome area, uh, they will then immerse themselves in everything craft beer from soaps made with locally produced beers, charcuterie boards, and snack pairings created by local artisans to special events and discounts at partner breweries. Breakfast brunch vouchers will be offered for guests to experience even more of the local breweries and restaurants that are partnered with the hotel. So I know old school's going because it said charcuterie board. <laughs> yeah, it's not enough though. It, like, yeah, it's, so I, far it's I, not. It's, it's interesting, but it doesn't. Like, it's like they're just. They're doing the bare minimum. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, they're going to pair up, you know, with local breweries. That's cool. Charcuterie. You get they're making beer soap or whatever. You need an attraction. You need that fucking beer, beer koozie or something. Or That's like my point. You get yeah. a tap in your hotel room. You, they got to go a little farther. So, yeah, they haven't really hammered out the details on that. When is the Drinkle Hotel opening in Calgary? As of January 2019, the owners of the Drinkle Hotel are still unsure where their hotel idea will come to life. Well, to me, it's got to be wherever a majority of the craft breweries are in Calgary. And Calgary currently has about 50 craft breweries. So Yeah, I mean... The reality is I've been to hotels where the hotels themselves bring in different brewers and they do their own little setup like in the uh, the lobby or whatever. And so you could try beer. So like the concept is basically the same, but it's not considered a beer hotel. It's just that I got to try their beer there. And then they basically gave me vouchers to say, if you go to the place, you can get, you know, discount, you get a free beer and like discounts on the merch and stuff like that. So like there's nothing in this hotel so far that states that it's really a beer hotel. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's brew dog yet, but who knows uh, if it's like the brew dog hotel where there is a fridge in the shower. So you could have your shower beer. There is a tap in your room. They're not like specifying. They did have a crowdfunding campaign. What's with nobody paying for their own shit. I know. I know. Like, and I'm curious to just like, obviously COVID destroyed the hotel industry, but in general, if you're a, an operator of like a one-off hotel, mm-hmm. is it, can you make money off this? Even if it was, you know, beer themed or not. It depends where the hotels is. That's the thing. Like if their hotel, cause I know the Calgary saddle dome is close to McMahon stadium, which is their football field. So if you're like smack dab in the middle of those two, you're going to get tourism on top of that. Like, cause you have the Calgary stampede, which brings in close to a billion dollars for Calgary a year. Cause of how many people are in the city at that time. So if you're near all that stuff, then you have the potential to not just have your themed hotel on top of that, but tourism during those summer months is off the charts. Yeah. I'm going to say the way the iteration with, and they don't even have anything right now. It's just an idea, but even their idea is boring. It's just like a regular hotel that's partnering up with local craft people. Just looking at the, even their website doesn't look like they even have the building, any plans for it. Like how many rooms, what's the, to charge like yeah it's just an idea yes none of the business stuff makes sense at the moment to me they they gotta combine this shit like to you know for me the breweries the 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 brew pubs if they have the space because usually they they lease like a big amount of space if there's a way to add on to it or convert some of that space into a small hotel to have that full immersed experience i think that's the way to go you have like a, a direct you know, connection to the tap or something and you get that beer koozie thing in there. I'm like, you got to have something that really stands out that draws you there. The partnerships with local artisans or whatever, the charcuterie net, it's okay, but any hotel can do that. You got to stand out. So usually in the, in the hotel lobby, you'll find like these uh, brochures and and stuff. And even within that, they have like coupons for like local deals and stuff like that. So there's not like, I don't see a huge difference between this and pretty much any other hotel. To me, you have this, but you also need a brewery attached to the hotel or some sort of brew pub that serves all the craft beer from like um, craft beer market with a hotel, like the craft beer market restaurant. You know the only one I'm talking about, Phil. Mm -hmm. So like that with a hotel attached to it near the stadiums. And you'd also have to have your own beer. You have to partner with a brew pub, but only get a beer that you can get at that hotel. Yeah. 
Agreed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the, uh, so the basis idea of the idea is there. They haven't elaborated on enough. Would I stay at this hotel if I were in Calgary? Sure. Uh, but I have friends and family there that I could just stay at their house. Uh, I love the idea of a place of more places being like this. Cause I know like the brew dog hotel is just about brew dog where you have the, the, it's usually like the Elvis juice or the brew dog general IPA in your room. And then I don't remember what else, but to me, you can, you can add on to this or if they're just a craft beer hotel, then you add the brew bus tour that starts at that hotel. And then you add something else like a walking tour that has to start at that hotel so that you're getting the brew pub or the the craft beer crowd who already lives in Calgary has a starting point of a place that they can recommend to friends who are craft beer drinkers coming into the city if you don't have room to put up your friends. I think they have to do more than that. They have to centralize everything at the hotel because it's like, let's say you have a one night stay and that's the only time you can spend in Calgary. You want to experience as much as possible in the hotel as you can without having to leave. So, so like the craft beer market mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Especially, I mean, to me, if they're near a stadium too, that's that's your big thing. Like, I know a lot of Habs fans will do the Edmonton Calgary thing uh, when Habs like play Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. Those fans who can afford to do all that would do all that. So, if you could like draw and be like, "Oh, are you in from out of town for the NHL game? Uh, come and drink this beer before you have to go to the stadium and drink Molson." So. Yeah, but I mean, like the, the whole point of going for sports is that you end up at like a a pub or something after, anyways to try local beers. Like remember when we were in Ohio, uh, the winking lizard and that had like a friggin' like 200 beers on tap. You need yeah, uh, 250 bottles of beer. Yeah. There you go. So it's like, I could worry about this hotel, like trying to pimp me on their beer or their one or two beers, or I can say I've got a fucking smorgasbord of stuff to go and try like at a place like the winking lizard. Yeah, so in in sense, like like I was saying, is that craft beer mar- market hotel restaurant style thing, or well, craft beer market restaurant, which is next to TD Garden, uh, TD Place in Ottawa. There is one out west. I don't remember where, but like the craft beer market is. Here's all these local beers, and then here's good food as well. So you just have that as an add-on to the hotel, so that oh, instead of going to somewhere nearby, I could get even more shit-faced and not have to stumble back to my hotel room because now I could literally just fall into the elevator attached to the restaurant. It's an idea. At least at least they're trying. And who knows what they'll have post-COVID. Try harder. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What what was the crowdfunding campaign? 20, 20 bucks gets you contribution. You'll have your name entered to the ultimate night out with Drinkles on a drinkling adventure. All expenses paid as we cavort about town on a brewery tour extraordinaire. 100 got you a one-night stay for two. 200 got you the Canadian Craft Tour, which is partners with the Hotel Canadian Craft Beer Tours is offering a $100 gift card for a tour at any of their locations in Canada. So at least that's Canada-wide. 400 got you the experience, which was a night for two. A 15-person bicycle bike tour from Canadian Craft Tours. This tour is on a 15-person bike with a bar in the middle that will escort you to different breweries in Calgary. All hotel stays include a brunch and an Uber code that would get back to the hotel safely. They do this already. Uh, 700 is the experience for two people, uh, the brew bus tour and a brunch, and then 2,000 
cold. You'll be the very first person to stay at the Drinko Craft Beer Hotel. The ultimate Drinko experience will, for four, will include a one-night stay for up to four people, a brewery bus tour, brunch at a partner restaurant, complimentary beverages upon arrival, and historical honor of saying you stayed the very first night at the very first Drinko Craft Beer Hotel. You will be provided with a certificate to frame. Printed out by Microsoft Word. (laughs) What a typo. (laughs) On your HP jet printer. Systems. Campaign Systems. dead? I knew he was going to say it, too. Yeah, it looks like the yeah, campaign's the, dead. The campaign's, like, from 2019. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, considering it has an uh, all-new Game of Thrones fucking thing or whatever. <laughs> game of yeah, Thrones Winter Winter is coming. The officially licensed browser game. Sure. Because that didn't go down in flames. <laughs> yeah. And then encrypted flash drives and portable HDD SSDs up to 12 terabytes. Wow, those actual... Is that an actual numpad that you punch in a code? <laughs> yeah, that's like, great. Wow. I, I'd want that more than the Drinkle Hotel. I've never, <laughs> seen those before. Yeah, no, I've never seen that before. Shout out to iStorage. Yeah, yeah. This is the beginning of some Johnny Mnemonic shit. Yeah. Well, already 12 terabyte is more than what he had in his brain. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to do it for... Uh, a future episode is like tech in movies from like not even 10 years ago, how already outdated they are. The net. Yeah. And then, um, first ever the, CD was put on star Trek. The net. Yeah. Uh, and then I was thinking a future episode of like running man versus death race, which would, which would be more entertaining now or the purge versus this. Cause it's about to be the purge in America. <laughs> I don't just, see why they don't just fucking do the purge. Like you're t- for <laughs> sure. They can do it in Alabama, Alabama or Texas. Like, just do the purge. Have like a four block radius and whoever wants to kill each other, go for it. I thought the Chaz was that. I thought the Chaz was like, was like the first step towards the purge. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, generally just being an American police officer, you're already getting to commit the purge. So, mm. well, that's, well, it's not fair. It's, it should be democratic. So well, it's are everyone. Are you talking suicide by cop car? Uh, I'm talking, oh, please stop uh, breaking my neck for a $20 bill. Mm. Or, hey, I'm sleeping. Ah, now I'm murdered. Politico. I say you, you take those <laughs> you take those fucking cops yeah. and instead of sticking them in jail, stick them on an island with a bunch of people who want to kill the shit out of them. Yeah, well, do the um where was where was USC was uh Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Yeah, so so bring them where USC was supposed to happen and have them like Oh yeah, yeah. That so but it's actually going to be in Abu Dhabi and I think that's going to be the beginning of the actual uh murder on pay-per-view experience will be USC Fight Island. So the condemned yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Make it the condemned, but give like the inmates the weapons. Mm. So you know, you, you, flip the script. you flip the script, right? The cops had the guns before. Now you give the inmates the guns and the tasers, and the cops have to survive for twenty four hours. <laughs> How the fuck can they survive with yeah, guns? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, what, they might have good cardio, <laughs> so they can outrun a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Whatever. Like rubber bullets. It's just like you know, tweak it down a little bit, but. Like, give them the opportunity to fuck on fly away. Or well, what's, uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. Isn't, isn't that the song? All those little kids with the pumped up kicks, you better butt, better run, better run, out set, faster, faster than, than my gun. Bullet. No, yeah. faster than a bullet. So, same. So maybe you're right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, good times. The Purge TV show coming soon. Well, the Purge TV show came out and it's been canceled, actually. But really? Real life Purge. Mm. Yeah, there was a Purge TV show on USA. Oh, you have to forget it. Yeah. yeah. Didn't last. And, well, uh, Robot Chicken had it. They had uh, April O'Neil from the Ninja Turtles. He actually thought she was the porn star April O'Neil, uh, Donald Trump. And he's like, and that's why I killed an Ada Hobo, because it was the purge. The purge where I killed an Ada Hobo with Vladimir Putin. 
Okay, uh, so uh, you guys want to actually start our own crappier hotel? Let's do it. All right. Where? In Quebec? In Verdun. Oh, yeah, in Verdun. There's no space in Verdun. We're being gentrified. Free STD tests. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a DEP or some... Just get rid of one of those uh, cash... 365 places. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's Quantum.com. Like, the hundreds of Quantum.com and, and we're done. I mean, Vichy's is closed now, so we can use that entire lot. Yeah, uh, yeah that's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Use Vichy's and that the, the car dealership that shut down. Would you LaSalle, stick in that? LaSalle needs a hotel. Yeah. LaSalle needs something. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's running away. Is there even an, uh, an actual hotel on Newman? No. Nope. No, not one. I think LaSalle's missing a hotel on Newman. The closest one was that hourly one on Saint-Jacques. Oh, it's yeah. still around. Oh. It's still around. I still thought there. it burnt down. <laughs> oh, the, the, one... the, fr- the front one burnt Raphael down. Raphael or whatever. The, <laughs> the front one burnt down. It's, the Manoir. Yeah, and, and they're building the highway there, so I'm sure they found like 15 bodies buried. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was uh, a lot of homeless and hooker bodies there. Yeah. So. But there's a one behind it, which is not far from my place. That's still around and, and really sketch. That's... It's now behind like a set of condos, right? Next as well, to the... yeah. So it's even more hidden, as if as if it weren't hidden before. Yeah, now it's even more hidden. Okay, so we'll take that place, and then the company next to it, the lot, the land was for sale. I don't know if it still is, and then make that a crappier hotel. We'd have to Ash- give it a giant sanitizer bath. Oh, uh, you generally have to give that entire area a sanitizer bath. You're gonna have to have like a a bus system to get out there because most people. Like I, I knew some people uh, a while back that hated going to places like PJs, for example. <laughs> so you have to give them a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get a bus. Well, I, I would say generally most people stay to have a hotel at a hotel have a car. I would argue that. Not if you're unless you're coming out of town. In, unless yeah. you're coming in from out of town on a bus bus thing. So not not everyone. Uh, it'd have to be bus. downtown Montreal, if anything, yeah. something like this. But it's already full of hotels in downtown Montreal. You want to stick it as close to Dorval as possible so that people don't get lost. There yeah. you go. We could partner up with La Brasse and make the La Brasse craft beer hotel. Just just buy every lot next to Luke's. The, the building in front of Luke's. Luke's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's right in front of the airport. Yeah, pretty much. I absolutely would not put it downtown. <laughs> <laughs> downtown, there's too much competition. They could just go wherever the fuck they want. Yeah. yeah. If you if you make it a destination place unique enough, people will go to you. That is true. From what I understand, Brewdog Hotel is kind of in the middle of nowhere. You need an exclusive deal with the uh, pork shop. <laughs> pork shop. Old school just hotel. just yeah. lives there. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, your shift is over. Old yeah. school. Hey, uh, Bones, uh, I'm moving into a, a penthouse hotel just so I can eat pork shop all the time. You don't have to taste test. You've already tried the same sausage twelve <laughs> times. No, I got to make sure it's good. No, no. QC, yeah. every, QC, every batch. QC, yeah, that's it. QA. QC quality control. All right, so the brew dog tap brew tap dog Columbus. Let's see. What are you near? Okay, the airport's not far. Rickenbacker International Airport. You got to rename village. it to Nickelback International. And Airport. so, so the main Columbus <laughs> is up here. Hey, they got a German village. Well, well, they got to find out if Rickenbacker was a slave owner, so then he can change it to Nickelback. Yeah, switch it to Nickelback. Yeah. Is that say Love City? Where on the left near Urban Crest, right near your? Well, okay, you Grove City. Far left. Oh, Grove, uh, okay. Okay, let's see. What the fuck is it called? Oh, there's a they place called a football Black Lick. Yeah, Black Lick Estates. And yeah, there's another one up above. Jesus. Bexley. Gannon. So White Hall, White Hall is next to Black Lick. Yohanna. There's another Black Lick. Guaranteed you got a race war between <laughs> the two, two cities. Yeah. So it's not that far from the, from the, the airport. 
Yeah, it's not far from the airport. And then their soccer stadium is only a 20-minute drive from their soccer stadium. And then where the Blue Jackets, probably this one. I think that's just their Yeah, it's, it's also 20 minutes away. So... So they're like the BrewDog Hotel. First of all, the BrewDog Brewery is like one of your other biggest independent brewers that's still technically independent in in the USA. Because I know Boston Beer Company bought out Flying Dog or uh, not Flying Dog, Dogfish Head or their partners now. So they're technically not like completely independent anymore. And Boston Beer Company can suck a dick because they support the current POTUS. So uh... there's a place called Orient. <laughs> Where? Just Orient at the bottom, bottom left. Oh, left. <laughs> well, yep. uh, Orient, it's Ohio. To, it's Orient. next to Pleasant Corners. <laughs> <laughs> so and, uh, Grove City needs to be renamed to Groove City. Yep. Yeah. Okay. This isn't the Columbus, Calgary. Uh, <laughs> Let's make fun of Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here's something I think that if uh, some of us lived closer to each other, but we still need social distance, how uh, we could build a beer catapult from Mashable.com. Got a small little video here. Oh my god! Look at that thing. All right, all right, here we go. Hey, you got another beer? You got a beer? Yeah. Coming your way, man. Go. <laughs> all right. Nice. That's your beer catapult. Uh, oh, here's <laughs> the, the other videos. Squirrel Ninja Obstacle Course. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. All right. But guys, no, nothing to do. But he's such a smart guy. He comes up with all this great shit. Yo, is there an actual article or is that it? Well, let me close the ad. I don't think there's much of an article. It's just the the video. Oh, no, that was it? Oh, here we go. All right. Quarantine doesn't mean you can't enjoy a drink out front, out front, a drink out front with your neighbors. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, your slack neighbor who doesn't want to buy beer. You simply have to sit in your separate yards and shoot beers to each other via catapult. This science fair style ingenuity comes to you courtesy of two friends in Walla Walla, Washington, who held a socially isolated beer gathering. So good, it had to be captured on video. Want to make a catapult yourself? Probably have time. Here's a helpful tutorial. Oh, look at that. Hey, uh, see, money, you got a garage with woodworking stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, without question. <laughs> Let me see how much shit you need, though, for this. Yeah. Well, this I, I saw one where a guy took an RC car. Yeah. And drove it across the street with a yep. beer in the back to mm-hmm. deliver it. That Holy was cool. shit. Hey, I'm Bobby. I like to make stuff. Today we're going to make... Well, okay. Well, I'm going to pause that. So you might be making an actual catapult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To launch. Th- that is, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that's not a everyone. beer catapult. That's oh. like... Wow. 2.9 mil- 2.97 million views for this. I like to make stuff. 2.97 million subscribers. How to make a catapult. 375 views. Holy shit. And take down... There we go. 375,000 views. 375,000 views. Didn't I say that? I heard 375 views. 375,000 views. 2.97 million subscribers on this channel. Commissions may be earned from links below. Uh, boo. I'm not allowed to earn commissions anymore. No, okay. Uh, we'll figure it out another time. It doesn't really say. Oh, so you can buy is. piece by piece on, yeah. uh, on Amazon. Okay. Or on this uh, kit.co. The stuff you need, but it doesn't actually you tell need you the a price dustpan. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, a new one, a new one. dustpan, yeah. Yeah. some commercial ba- grade carapult, car- paracord, <laughs> rope, uh, rope. some latex tubing, some metal, some cables, but nothing a lot specific. Of zip ties. <laughs> a lot of zip ties for some reason. Yeah. Okay, well that doesn't help us. Uh, we'll post the video on the allbeerinside.com and uh, kind of old trending topics network.com 
website. Oh yeah, this I like to make stuff. He's got a bunch of stuff. Mini air hockey table, carnival scams. Oh no, that's the same guy. Oh, okay. It's like really sad when you compare it to like you watch all these videos like what I did during a lockdown and they're like, oh, I built this, I built that, <laughs> and then. You look at yourself, you're like, yeah, you're I, myself, I'm I like, I fucking got a war. I changed the toilet paper roll. Yeah. Hey, we've been working. We still are lucky enough to have jobs during quarantine, guys. So No, but it's not enough. Social media teaches us it's never enough. Oh, hey, I, pa- I painted my office. I you did see? something. You see, even that I'm jealous of. Yeah. Yeah, but you I've, um, <laughs> I've done a bunch of overtime to pay for the barbecue I bought my parents. <laughs> Is that it? You Is bought your parents it? that you use? Yeah, exactly. So it's your barbecue. And yeah, you're just so it's your it. barbecue. Like that you're buying your to girlfriend your a bowling ball or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> Straight of the Simpsons. Or uh, there was something on F for Family this this season. I forgot, but he bought himself something for his wife. So okay, well, we'll post that video. Uh, you guys want to just do this Kickstarter, or you'll want to grab a quick commercial break if you've done your first beer, except for Phil, which is a nine percent sipper. I'm halfway there. <laughs> At <laughs> this point, we're going to take a commercial break. com. yeah. because yes, unfortunately, Amazon uh, pulled some sort of bullshit on me where What the I fuck was no Louis longer... Armstrong talking about wrestling just now? <laughs> 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 I skies of blue. Have you ever heard of that speech? All right, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Hello there, this is Mr. Fourth Row, and I'm here to invite you to listen to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. The podcast that talks about all the great wrestling, wrestlers, and events that we have happening in the Colorado and surrounding areas. You can find the Wrestling with Altitude podcast in any of your favorite podcast catching applications of your choosing. And we're back from commercial break. Uh, so some of us have gotten more beers. I'm going to start. I'm continuing with Sweetwater. This time I have Sweetwater Brewing Company out of Atlanta, Georgia. Joel. Going Coastal IPA with Pinaple. Anonymous. Coming in at 6.1% ABV. Old school, what are you drinking? So I'm pretty sure I've had this before, but because I never used to use my untapped previously, I, I can't officially confirm that. But I'm like 95% I've had this. It's a blueberry blonde from Broadhead Brewing Company. Yeah, really clean, crisp, nice summer blonde ale. Um, give it a four. Easy to drink. Yeah, Broadhead was supposed to be a YouTube interview. Uh, I'm sure they will be. So, yeah, just a matter of time. Uh, Phil, you're still drinking the same thing at a nine percent sipping beer. I am. Uh, I have a third left. Yes. Okay. Still uh, see money. What have you changed to? I've moved on to uh, Skeleton Crew Brewing Company Evil Genius Session IPA. IBU 34 IBU with crystal hops featuring a pillowy white head sitting on top of golden nectar bursting with notes of citrus and fruit rind. The fucking smell is weird, but the taste is nice. nice. So I'm so going to say on five. No, that, that, that was actually <laughs> my line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sure see money totally came up with that when it came to beer. Yeah. 3.5 solid. Let's see. Sweet. Water. 
slide into summer and step off the grid by going coastal with this pineapple-laced IPA. But the bright aromas of the five citrus hop additions are accentuated by the tropical fruit of the pineapple. And just like those three-day weekends, its finish is quick. Oh, yeah. Ah, nicely quick finish. <laughs> All right. One more article and then a Kickstarter or just the Kickstarter? You do October Festival. Do, yeah, okay. yeah let's do the article, yeah. So from uprocks.com, we already know because of COVID, everything's getting canceled. Unfortunately, as well, Oktoberfest in Munich, Germany is being canceled. And all we're going to talk about all the other times it's been canceled in its 210-year history. Yeah, it's a long fucking time. So from Zach Johnson, this morning we woke up to the news that Bavaria's famed Oktoberfest, the world's largest beer festival, had been canceled for 2020. The epic party usually draws over 6 million people to Munich, Germany. It's been a cornerstone of the city's culture since 1810. But even 20, 210 years of history can't overcome the continued threat of the COVID-19 pandemic. Though some states in Germany are conservatively, conservatively opening up shops, all large gatherings, sports concerts, street parties, etc., are banned until at least August 31st, with some states like Berlin extending that to late October. Seeing as it's only... Uh, as of this article, it's only April 21st, and Oktoberfest was slated to run from o- September 19th to October 4th. Not having things to look forward to, basically six months from now, is gutting for German citizens. It's especially tough. It's especially tough on the people who built their years around working at the enormous festival. This isn't the first time Oktoberfest has been canceled. Through 2020 is the 25th year out of 210 total that the festival won't happen. History is a cruel master and full of calamities that disrupt our lives and force us to adjust. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. They were probably pretty busy during World War II. <laughs> so... In 1813, they had to cancel it due to the Napoleonic War. In 1854, there was a cholera pandemic. In 1866, we had the austro War. Austro. Austro. From Austro? Yeah, Austro. Prussian War. Austro. Prussian. Prussian. Oh, Prussian. The Franco-Prussian War. 1873, another cholera pandemic. Great. From it's as if we're not learning from yeah, all Yeah, it's almost like we're not learning at all. Uh, from 1914 to 1920, World War I, it should say slash Spanish flu and recovery. In wow, 19- so they, they had a whole stretch without, from 14 to 20. Six they? years without. 1923 and 1924, economic fallout of World War I. Really? From so no 1939 no to 1948, World War II and recovery. But and then 2020, 2020, we got COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. So, hmm, 1954 cholera. Uh, sorry, 1854 cholera. 1873 cholera. And then Spanish flu slash World War One. It's almost like the world's gone through pandemics before. Uh, it's worth noting that during 1918, 1919, and 1946 to 1948, there were smaller autumn festivals in Oktoberfest's place. Very little beer was allowed to be sold, and what was available had a very low ABV. The whole fest was pretty much a local-only affair especially after World War II, since most of Munich had been reduced to rubble. It's hard to know what Oktoberfest 2021 might look like, assuming people feel safe traveling and there's a vaccine available. No, medication. Medication. Yeah, antiviral medication. And it won't be 5G, so you don't have to worry about that, guys and girls. Uh, uh, Because like this, as uh, as our friend Duff said, uh, in this week's episode of, in this month's issue of batshit crazy news, uh, 5G is a conspiracy. Uh, Justin Trudeau is the Antichrist, and uh, Donald Trump cured COVID by staring at a solar eclipse. So, so yeah, 
get the vaccine. Uh, expected to be the party for the ages. This is not a tradition that the German people will let die. And this, uh, that is much, that much is certain. I know it is a large economic impact on the area too. I believe it's somewhere upwards of a billion dollars that they're going to be losing. So it sucks. It's happened before. I'm sure if Oktoberfest happens next year, it's going to be the biggest one ever. Yeah, they should just make it a month long. Uh, I know as Canadians, we are allowed to travel to Europe again, starting up. Would you guys permitting a vaccine stuff? I know I've been able to save some money during this pandemic. Are, are we going next year? I have no problem going next year if the shit's like sorted as far as pandemic. Yeah, if it's sorted and there's a vaccine available, I'm there. Yeah. Or at least no, no, no vaccine? No, no way. way. Not a fucking chance. But what, about like Tylenol cold, what about like Tylenol cold flu and COVID? <laughs> 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 Maybe, here, have your Flintstone vitamins, and if uh, <laughs> you can fucking go. Yeah, because I'm hearing all these horror stories—not just the cruise ships, but people getting stuck in countries. Oh yeah, that'd be a fucking nightmare. I would not yeah. want to even touch that because you don't no. know when the next outbreak's going to be, right? or where, or well, who's going to be affected. <laughs> according to our friends overseas, the swine flu's on its way. Yeah, uh, but it, uh, like like COVID before, apparently it's under control. Yeah, <laughs> just don't eat pig for a couple months. You're okay. That's um, You just told me not to have fucking bacon, you motherfucker. Have turkey <laughs> bacon. Eat turkey shit. bacon. Yeah. Eat yeah. shit. Fight, fight, fight. Have fight. Verdun. Have Verdun wild turkey bacon. Uh, Mongolia. Did you Mongolia had people with the black plague. <laughs> oh, God. No need to get racial. Uh, I mean, I mean, um, African American plague. <laughs> okay, no, it's so called yeah. the bubonic plague. They had. Uh, uh, there's a tweet that had to correct that, which is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I know what we were saying. Our, it? Yeah, what about uh, our St. Patty's Day? Weren't they not supposed to cancel that? Uh, it was supposed to be pushed a year. The parade? Yeah. But but the streak. What do you, what do you mean pushed a year? Yeah, yeah. They're saying it's, it's not canceling the streak, <laughs> that they're just delaying it one year. But that's like the that, next fucking St. Patty's Day. That's bullshit. Then the streak is over. Because uh, I know, what is it? So during the Spanish flu, Philadelphia had a some sort of pro-America parade also involving uh, a boxer, his parade or whatever. And two weeks after that parade, 1.7% of the city of Philadelphia died from the Spanish flu. So don't fuck around with this. Yeah, but they didn't have Flintstone vitamins then. Yeah, because they weren't wearing masks. And if masks are efficient, then why two meters? (laughs) If two meters, why? Bleach wasn't invented. Uh, Also, uh, why use seatbelts or... um, if I if I cut off my hand, why go to a hospital? Because that's if I don't believe in vaccines, why would I believe, believe in doctors? Yeah, well, I don't think we want to go down that fucking that that thing is going to come up really soon. Yeah, because the moment that fucking vaccine drops, oh my god, the fucking shit coming out of the woodwork on the anti-vaxxers, oh my god, uh, it's, it's going to get physical with some people. Oh, thousand people yeah. are going to get like just like raped with a needle. Yeah, yep. <laughs> just be like, yeah. "Fuck you! Take this! Take it good and hard." <laughs> we should, we should like start some sort of uh, instead of the purge, it'll be the vaccine, and we'll go around holding down anti-vaxxers and then vaccinating them. It, it they're gonna get ostracized. Like the ones that don't want vaccines or, or don't want to take them are gonna, they're not gonna be able to like to go in public and go to but, school and go to any. Look, you're gonna have to have your little stamp saying you got it because if, if not if, man <laughs> whoa whoa stamps. If, if history has taught us anything <laughs> these people you just basically ship over to new zealand well see the thing is new zealand had beaten it until they started allowing people to visit new zealand again oh, or was then, it, 
<laughs> which one was which one was the the capital where they sent all the criminals? Was it Australia? Or it was Australia. 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 Sorry, Australia. Australia. Yeah. It's a Sorry, prison colony. Yeah. So there's also a flat earther though that says that Australia is a, a lie that doesn't exist. So <laughs> what we need to do is take the flat earthers, the anti-vaxxers, and the anti-mask people, gather them all up, and send them to the Arctic. I, I want to find a, a a virus. I will literally be happy to create a virus. <laughs> whoa, 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 Donald. That kills uh, the views people. and opinions expressed and, and the scientific background of this podcast. Dude, all, all, you need, all you need is five stones. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It takes you 20 years to get them. But uh, in the end, it's worth it. I'm telling you, man. Like, just something that... That weeds up. Okay, maybe it doesn't kill them. Makes maybe makes them like turn like blue, so you can okay. pick them out of a crowd and then like just avatar fucking, people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just or, fucking they have like, to be found, and then we weed them out and we stick them in like retard camp. <laughs> okay, all right. I would yeah, recommend no. a book uh, written in German called My Struggles. <laughs> uh, it has pretty good ideas in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we should uh, gather them all up and, and just get rid of them. All the anti-vaxxers. <laughs> just gather, especially the anti-vaccination. People. You know what? I mean, just the ostr- ostracizing of them, I think, is going to help. Like, I think no. this the shaming, the key, continual shaming. Yeah, the, the, the social shaming is, is you're going to have the outliers that are just, you can't, there's people like they're brick walls. You can't convince them of anything. We should, uh, we should I put think them the, all on trains. And oh, stop! Uh, make sure that no, no, I, I, I honestly, <laughs> they run on time. Yeah, yeah. And, just uh, just the pub, just the public backlash. A lot of these kind of bi curious anti vaxxers are going to convert. <laughs> bi curious? Yeah. No, we we you mean medicine curious. <laughs> if they if they don't take it, yeah, fine. Then that's on them. Yeah. Everybody else will be protected. They'll eventually catch it, and then they'll fucking learn. Okay, so see, money. I'm going to ask you this because one of the people. In the group, his wife is an anti-vaxxer, and she's gone on record and well, saying, "Well, not this group. Well, yeah, with our, with our no, exactly. well, not with this direct group, with with another group, uh, Mouton's uh, uh, wife, uh, uh, a high school group. So his yeah. wife is blah blah blah. I'm pro-choice. Uh, if you're pro-choice, you'd have less than the amount of kids you'd have. But he says, "Hey, me and the wife and the kids want to come over." Well, this is still happening. I'm guessing you say no. I mean, I'd say no to to. I said no to my family at points. So what the fuck? Like, there's no way I'm gonna invite that over until there's a vaccine. It, for them, it's probably no. Plus, oh. I use toilet paper, so that might freak them out. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you should just mess with them and put seashells. I'm just gonna. Show but them. yeah, but like, if all of us are vaccinated and they come in, the risk is pretty low. So I, I'd I'm, still honestly they're still they're still that. They're yeah. still, yeah, I mean, that's it, that 5%, I guess. No, but I mean, you, if they're showing symptoms and they mm-hmm. show up, they're pieces of shit. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You socially ostracize them. You go like, oh, sorry, uh, you didn't get vaccinated. You can't come. Sorry. It's not uh, happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm a reasonable human being, too. Like, no, I, personally, I, th- <laughs> I yeah, oh. fuck you, I am. I am. I mean, I, I play a character on this show, but you know what I mean. Like my my real life persona. Yeah, there. he plays a character just like a pro wrestler is themselves, but just turned up a little bit. There more. you yeah. go. There you just go. Just like so the like, Ultimate like, Warrior is a, is a, exactly. Yeah, his hey, actual name, name was Ultimate name's Warrior. Warrior, Warrior. So yeah. <laughs> was anyways. But yeah, like eh, would I fucking know? Like if I was vaccinated and they, you know, they were weren't showing symptoms, uh, the risk is quite low. So I oh, I'm done with them. Uh, full, I'm I mean, done I, with anti vaxxers in general. Uh, if, if I don't know you're an anti-vaxxer, fine. But if I find out, I'm done with you. I guess. But what I mean, if I'm not an anti-vaxxer and I don't take the vaccine just to fuck with you guys? Uh, sorry. 
I'm going to have to find a new videographer. <laughs> I, I'm just, Dude, you're already Asian. You're already on our red list already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not that Yellow line list. in the sand. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Good call. Maybe I'm not that line in the sand kind of guy. I'm, you know, you got you to be patient with people. No. Too, no. So. People, people have to learn and social ostracization. Like <laughs> oh, social media, basically, basically real life cancel culture. I'm canceling you because you're an anti-vaxxer. I'm canceling you because you're anti-mask. That's it. I'm real life canceling you. And that's the only way these people are going to learn. Um, it, dude, yeah, but that's like, it's like the one guy who thinks he could change the world with a Rocky type speech. It's not going to happen. You're just causing yourself further oh. grief. It's not worth it. Oh. Canceled. <laughs> hey, whatever me, whatever helps you sleep better. And I'm just saying you're not accomplishing anything. Well, what would help me sleep better if these people didn't live in the same country <laughs> as me? Yeah. Uh, let alone the same continent. So <laughs> <laughs> this reeks of white supremacy. <laughs> All of this. Look, just All because I look like one. Just give peace a chance, man. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes act like one. Replace anti-vaxxers with Jews. <laughs> <laughs> You got, you got you got to love people, man. That's all. You got to give them a redemption there. Yeah, give them a chance. Yeah, the redemption is a needle into your arm. This coming from the guy who recently said, "Like I'm fucking done with stupid people. <laughs> I can't care what happens to them." He's like, I, "You know, they're pieces of shit. They mean nothing to my life. Fuck them." Exact yeah, words. I never said that. <laughs> Fuck you. You I never said. That. <laughs> piece of shit T-Money is now part of the stupid people and will now be cancelled yeah life. exactly real life cancelled that's what that's what needs to ha- happen real life hashtag cancelled and it has to be the they're not uneducated they're poorly educated or they're it's that same thing if Google was a guy and it's like here's a thousand articles that says this is true and here's one that says maybe it might, I knew that I knew the one maybe maybe not be true that's it that's the one so, because those people are stupid. <laughs> Patience and compassion. That's no. what you need to learn. <laughs> Real life canceled. Apparently, pretty old school learned that this week. Yeah. He, he's yeah. learned <laughs> 12 minutes before the show. <laughs> he was watching, uh, he was watching Harley, Harley Quinn. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Harley yeah, Quinn changed it all. That's what me. got him. Harley Quinn. Yeah. He's like, you know what? You and McGregor might actually be a bad guy. So, <laughs> he was great in that movie, by the way. He was. That was the only redeeming quality of that movie. So the white man, uh, the bad white man. No, Harp no. didn't like it because it was females in like no role. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> That's the only reason he didn't like it. See, I love the Harley Quinn cartoon. The cartoon is great. The action movie was terrible. He just doesn't like Rosie Perez. Oh, she's no. in that. Rosie Why? Perez was awesome in Pineapple Express. So Rosie Perez is good. What's wrong with Rosie Perez? Yeah, well, I think old school's bringing. So that's something what out. I was saying. And no, I think you're trying to bring something out and putting it on me right now. The way you're talking. Yeah. So what's your beef with Rosie Perez? It's, the direction of the movie <laughs> was all over the place. Yo, no consistency in the storyline. It's because they weren't wearing masks when they were filming. That's why he got mad. Does it feel weird now seeing people not socially distance in movies? Or just uh, watching like um, sporting events or TV yeah. shows and getting yeah, and people are hugging and touching yeah. each other. You're like, <laughs> and you're oh. getting like uh, they get fucking like triggered. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I see. But so I know in the states, I think it's 
Cinemark. So they're good. They're supposed to have uh, hostesses or whatever. Like, what are they called? The people who... Ushers? Ushers. They're supposed to have ushers sta- standing there. And if they see people talking, they're going to kick them out because, like, one of the rules now in one of the large cinema chains is no more talking. Ugh, police state. Taking away our freedoms. I'm fine masks. with that, especially in movies. I'm fine with people... Uh, not being allowed to talk in movies. Take away our freedoms, man. So, so I just checked to see if Rosie Perez was still kind of cute. <laughs> and, apparently, <laughs> okay. and apparently, yeah, there's a movie coming out this year, like based on Clifford the Big Red Dog, and she's in it. Wow. Uh, now I have to see this just to hear Rosie Perez. Hopefully she's Clifford. <laughs> yeah, she's got to go full Rosie, full Puerto Rican <laughs> Perez. Fucking like, angry, swearing Spanish dog. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> so you guys want to see if you want to kickstart something? Let's go sure. for it. Sure. All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> say no to another on something else. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll see. This one Fuck is this called... guy. His name is Randy Hollister. What an idiot. Okay, now go. It's called the Growler Chill. Helps keep three growlers cold, fresh, and on, ta- on tap at home. Uh, so for those who aren't aware, a growler is basically a liter, half liter, a liter, or two liters of beer uh, that is put in a format called a growler. It's like an at-home pitcher that you could cap and recap for beers that aren't for sale in cans or regular bottles at a brewery. So this is the Growler Chill. Growler Chill started out as something I just couldn't believe didn't exist. I mean, it seems so simple. Something to keep your growlers cold, out of the fridge, ready to serve. The idea was born two years ago on Father's Day when my son called me up and said, Dad, I'm looking for something like a kegerator, but for growlers, and I can't find one. I thought, surely something like this has to exist. So I came across several growler-related products, but nothing solved all the issues in one device. Next thing you know, I'm cobbling pieces together in my garage, and that's where the story really begins. Growler Chill solves the growler problem. And if you drink craft beer, you know what the growler problem is. Growlers go bad, quick. There are four things to make beer happy. Beer likes to be kept cold, it likes to be dark, kept under pressure, and protected from oxygen. And if you think about it, those are the conditions inside of terrible. Growler Chill is taking beer back to its happy place because we've engineered all four of those things into one convenient device. What we really like about Growler Chill is that my husband and I, we don't have to compromise now when we go to the brewery. He really likes IPAs and stouts. I like more of a pale ale. It keeps the growlers out of my refrigerator. They last longer, and we can buy more growlers. When you homebrew, you brew a five-gallon batch of beer, and you either bottle it so you have 48 bottles. You also have kegerators where you have to have a refrigerator. The good thing about Growler Chill is that you can just put your corny keg in the corner and then bring your growlers out when you need them and stick three different growlers in the Growler Chill. People love growlers. Oftentimes, a growler's the only option for beer lovers to bring home some of their favorite craft beers. There's so many great local breweries out there. Many of them don't offer their specialty or seasonal brews in bottles or cans. So the way to enjoy them outside of the bar is to bring them home in a growler. Most everyone, even brewers, will tell you they'd take home more growlers if they just lasted longer. Much like a two-liter bottle of Coke, growlers lose their carbonation within hours after opening, and then your beer's flat. And nobody likes flat beer. Nobody. Growler Chill is a household countertop that holds three standard growlers, keeps them cold, 
keeps them fresh by extending the life of your beer for up to three weeks, and it keeps them conveniently on tap and ready to serve. Our device doesn't require any special containers or filling equipment. How does this work? When you bring your growler home, you simply take the cap off, put our magic top cap on, and then place your growler in the Virginator. The Virginators are patented system that purges the oxygen out of the headspace of the growler, creating the same conditions in the growler that existed in the keg. Then you invert the growler and slide it into the machine. Inverting it eliminates the foam waste by drawing the beer from the bottom of the bottle. And if you choose, you can connect with our app so you can always see what you have on tap, how much is left. The smart technology also lets you adjust the temperature in the Growler Chill. Growler Chill has a self-contained refrigeration unit, works off a standard 120 volt outlet, and there's an internal CO2 supply using CO2 canisters. Growler Chill is an innovative device that will undoubtedly impact craft beer sales and growlers all over the world since the beer will last. We set out to design a product that first and foremost solved a problem in the simplest way possible. We listened to craft beer drinkers and brewers every step of the way and integrated their ideas. We paid thoughtful attention to design details in order to create something that the end user would be proud to display on their kitchen or bar area. Sorry, microwave. And then we enhanced the product with the conveniences of modern technology and connectivity. The result is an ingenious device that is sure to bring happiness to craft beer drinkers everywhere. For the past year, we've been traveling all over the U.S. to craft beer festivals, and we've met some amazing craft beer drinkers who have cheered us on and supported us along the way. And you know, it's really their passion and enthusiasm for the product that has fueled our fast track to the finish line. Today, we are ready to bring this much-anticipated household countertap to the market. Growler Chill's design and engineering is complete and ready for mass production. Our production team is on standby waiting on us to confirm the quantity of our initial order. Now we need your help to make it happen. In order for us to deliver our first production order at the most affordable cost, we need to meet a high minimum order. We need your support by backing us. Be the envy of all your craft beer drinking friends by getting one of the very first Growler Chills. Please click below to become a backer today. Share it with your friends and your local brewery. Cheers. Okay, so that's Growler Chill. Uh, so it's already closed, but they more than met their demand. They were asking for a hundred and seventy-five thousand, and they made six hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars. All right. So how much do I got to spend to get one of these things? Okay, so it's down on pre-order now. So let's see what the pre-order is. B- before we go on, I just want to call out that Carp, your beard game is shit compared to that guy. Oh, the guy who had beard beer written yep. in his beard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you need to step it up, man. Well, I've been trimming it so I could put a mask on. Boo. Okay. Way to be a sheep. <laughs> yeah. Trailer <laughs> <laughs> chill. Did that Party. say that they got Playboy as a sponsor? Uh, I uh, guess they were the featured. Press. So they were featured in these magazines. Yeah. Food and Wine, Playboy, Brewbound, Outside, The Verge. 
men's health, high consumption, fatherly, uh, et cetera, et cetera, nine to five toys. Of, so, yeah, a bunch of bullshit. You t- focus on the, f- but food and wine and fucking like men's health and shit like that. That's big. Mm-hmm. Trend Hunter. All right. How much? Now. How much is the pre order? Pay's not found. Oh. I'm saying ballpark five to 700. Shop yeah, it feels like it. US, yeah. They're going to have to bring five hundred. Yeah, four yeah, ninety nine. I guess. Groucho yeah. household countertop for standard growlers compatible with sixty four or thirty two ounce glass growlers preserves freshness, purges oxygen, and keeps your delicious craft beer cold. Available on See, back order. They they, they got to drop that price. Well, if they want mass market, but if they don't want mass market and they just want to be like a niche thing, they're gonna get people who are gonna buy it. Well, they've already got over half they've already, a million. Yeah, they've already done five X. No, it's great. No, I mean, well, like, the pre-orders. So I and don't this know. is one of the first few things on Kickstarter. I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I want this. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? When you think about any product, I fully agree. Actually, this was one of the first Kickstarters. So there. So it was right three ninety nine US for the pre-order. Uh, of it when it came out, you okay. got the special Kickstarter edition of the Growler Chill. It was three ninety nine, so it was a hundred dollars less than the pre order. Um, to be honest, if I had known about this, uh, because Growlers are a little more frequent at craft brewers than cans have been until recently, because I'm guessing just cans have gotten cheaper with aluminum pricing and all that stuff. Uh, but this would have been a fantastic option when I started my craft beer journey. I've had growlers go bad within days so uh, i would have i would have said yes then now in canada or at least quebec cans are becoming a little more easier to access so i'd still love to have something cool like this in my household uh at the 399 price point i i just find like a hundred dollars is a little cheaper for me so no, and i get it to me this is the pool table of craft beer like it's a nice to have it's a status thing mm-hmm. you're uh, some people are gonna buy it just to say they have it like a wine fridge you don't need a wine fridge. You can stick shit in your fridge, but it's it's a classier thing. It's it's more of a status thing. Uh, I think if they want to sell or make it a bit cheaper, you could sell a, a single unit device and probably get it down to two 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 twenty five or something. Yeah, something like that to me would make more sense. It's like that. It eats up a shit ton of counter space. Oh yeah, that's that's my problem. Is like where would I even put this? It's fucking huge, right? And like, how often realistically? Do you yeah. have growlers in your fucking house mm-hmm. um, for something of that that size? Yeah. So um, I, when, I like the temperature management and the stock management app. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done. It's well designed. The guy knows what he's doing, and like, mm-hmm. and unlike the other shit where it's just a concept and they want you to get money, they're like, no, no, we have so, we have a design spec. You just we just need the orders because we have to hit a certain amount. And their marketing wasn't bullshit. Yeah, it was quality. I mean, when that bus first started, before they got a canning unit, it was all growlers. Mm-hmm. And I had one of their growlers go bad because I opened it, I had two beers, and then I, I, I just wasn't home the week after because I was away, and then I came back, and then bad beer. And this so this I wasted. is for entertaining. Like, if you're going to have people over, you're buying three growlers, and you're, that's going to be a centerpiece on your countertop. And that's a, that's a top, like, that's a discussion. Like, people are going to look at that and be like, oh shit, that's, that's fucking cool. You know, it, again, it's not mass market. You're going to have a niche, just like a pool table too. You're going to have people going to want it, but it, it all depends what, what their, their reach is. They just want to help the, you know, uh, craft brew and thir- enthusiast crowd to, to have this. And they're cool with selling a couple thousand units. Maybe they make a little bit of money off it for, for, to me, that's where you, that's, 
what this thing is. If they want to go mass market, they have to make it smaller. Here's my thing, Carp. How much does the average growler hold? Well, your two growlers are either 64 ounces or 32 ounces. So okay. 64 ounces is a liter, I believe. Yeah. So basically three or four beer. Uh, a liter? Pints, right? Oh, yeah. Three or four pints. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm saying the, the growler will hold between three and four pints. Well, so... Or less, technically. Uh, it depends on the glass you have because some pint glasses are, are 12 ounces and some pint glasses are 16 ounces. And then even there's like 20-ounce pint glasses. Your so average is, that's your average is 16 ounces. Or four. Yeah. So your average is 16. So you could get your half, which is two, or you could get your normally full growler, which is four, four pints of beer. Okay. So t- to your point, old school about it like being a uh, – like you're having people over, starting a party, whatever. That's holding 12 beer, tops. 12 pints. 12 pints, yeah. It's still beer, Carp. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but because... So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, get it, but yeah, keep in mind, too, like, the amount of... that As adult, as adults, like, more mature adults, we don't drink as much. Like, I'm, I'm not going to have... Self, yeah, I say. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm going to a friend's house, I'm not drinking 12 beers. I'm going to have three or four. So. Agreed. Like, we're not sitting there crushing shitty, yeah, like, uh, but, Budweiser or whatever, right? Like, but, I, And I don't uh, think, like, the ROI yeah. on wasted beer and this and that... No, it's 500 bucks. You're not going to get it back. It's a status thing for me. I, I love the concept. And like I said, if I had known about this earlier and finally more breweries outside of Kahnawake at this time, they finally got their canning line. But a majority of breweries, microbreweries in Quebec and Ontario are more than growlers. So, uh, so answer that question then for yourself, right? Knowing how things have transitioned, realistically, what's the shelf life for this thing? If it's going to be, uh, you know, a thing of the past within a given year, that's money down the drain. Oh, I, I, w- uh, last year when I was still playing volleyball, one of the guys I played volleyball with, we'd go to La Brasse after volleyball and he would bring home three growlers. Uh, and then he would, well, he's also an, a, a week, a weekday alcoholic, uh, but he would replace those three growlers every other week with more was, beer. Was he the type of guy that would find like say two or three specific beer and that's his thing? Or is he more like you where he likes trying a bunch of different beer? Uh, he would do two of his regulars and then one of the new ones and then two regulars and one of the new ones. Like he'd always but have his always two growler? consistent ones, uh-huh. always growlers. He was always growlers. But he so. could down them before they would go bad. Yeah. Yeah. If he, so, if he's a, if he's a weekday alcoholic, yeah. <laughs> he's killing a growler off in like a day or two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is more to preserve growlers. So this that helps, you have like a pint every other day or something and you run the chance of it going bad. Yeah, exactly. Because once you cracked open a growler, you have literally a day to finish it before yeah. it goes bad mm-hmm. because the oxygen's just going to seep in. To me, it's a status symbol, man. I, you're going you're gonna, to like turn eyes with this thing. People are going to be impressed if you have this machine in your house. I, yeah. So if you have a craft beer group like us and cans and bottles, regular bottles run as available, this is perfect. Uh, if this guy promotes this at beer festivals all over the States... He's making bank, hands down, because there's still uh, like Valcor Brewing in Plattsburgh. Yeah, okay, it's Plattsburgh. It's not the hugest place, but they're only growlers. Uh, there's, yeah, they only just started doing it, but Tavern in Point St. Charles, they were just growlers at one point. Kahnawake Brewing is still just growlers. I don't know if I'd agree with the make bank. He, I don't think he's going to make bank because, no. like C-Money said, the price point is very high, mm-hmm. but I still think there's a niche market of people who would, Take this just because it's fucking cool. You you need a soda stream type of cell on this. You need to yeah. have a single apparatus yeah. that will take a single growler 
Yep. Like for, for that, because the average person doesn't walk home with oh. two or three growlers. The average person actually, to be honest with you, doesn't even get a growler. They'll have a beer or two or three mm-hmm. at the bar itself or at the brewery itself. And then they'll, you know, most of them won't even walk away with a growler. So you're talking about the beer aficionado and like, that's, that's a, I, I mean, even, even with this thing, what's the longevity of holding it in that, in, in this, uh, in this whole thing, right? Like oh, how, how long will, what's that the thing is it's good for a month. Is that it, what you said? It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a month because, uh, that, that first thing he does where it's like, oh, you put it in this unit to remove the, the oxygen, the, the virginator. Yeah. <laughs> so that immediately extends the, the shelf life, shelf life. I put in quotation marks of the yeah. beer. Yeah. Uh, and then getting it out of light in that fully enclosed unit. That's another, that adds more time to the beer. And then. So here's my thing. If the, if the growler under this process is a more crisp, like a more, uh, how, many, how do I want to say this? So the original, is, if, if, is this, if the taste is more original to the original pour from the brewery. Yes. That's versus exactly me what it is. canning it. Because then it, then it makes a difference. If it's just something I could go and fucking go at like, uh, again, the LCBO or one of these places and pick up a can and it's, it's got the same taste, then why am I going to spend money on this? No, the growler is basically right out of the draft, right out of the brewery. It's the freshest beer they have on but tap. So is the can. Yeah, but the can might be sitting at the LCBO for, for time yeah, and cans <laughs> still technically have a little bit of oxygen in them. Mm-hmm. Whereas this eliminates the oxygen. Well, the, no. So the oxygen is, is contained within the can until you open it. That's the pressure. The growler doesn't have that. Yeah, but but cans still have... I mean, all beer has shelf life realistically, unless it's a beer that you can age. It's just, to me, the growler... So for the growler aficionados, uh, this is likely a, an instant buy if they can afford to buy three, four growlers at a time. Uh, these people would buy something like this. Like, and, what does that? What does that run typically a growler right now? Uh, so a growler refill 20, is 25 twenty bucks, 20, ish. Yeah, yeah uh, that's usually. for a full one. Uh, but then you where get to, the you pay for the growler. But you also have to, yeah. You, there's deposit on the growler. I'm guessing it's like propane, right? Like when you bring it back, yeah. you could swap yeah, yeah, it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But so in Canada, the rule is you have to exchange your growler. Where in the U.S. you can actually have that brewery rinse the uh, so I've done it at Magic Hat. They rinse the growler and then they fill it up again. So you can actually wash the growler yourself at home, bring it back to the brewery at Magic Hat. Uh, they'll rinse it out and they'll refill it for you. So you only have a one-time deposit fee. Where here you can actually keep bringing them back and forth, and you get a brand new, clean growler each time in Canada because that's the rule here. I mean, uh, I don't know if you're going to go to a vote yet, but I would buy this. I, I like it. Uh, I would buy it too. See money, Phil. See money. Uh, yeah, f- for for me personally, I don't I don't buy enough growlers. And again, the cost is too high at its current status just to chill the beer. Um, I drink more cans and individual. Keep keep changing it up. Keep trying new things. I, I suppose if if it was just a, a beer I really really enjoyed, then probably this could be something that would be like if I found my top two or three beers that I like of all time. They were in growler form. Yeah, this would this would be a buy, but generally I would say no. Phil? For me, it's a space space issue. Okay, yeah. so let's that say you had is, a, that, you, yeah. you that had thing a is house. massive. <laughs> let's that say you were massive. in your current uh, two three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Let's say you were in a five and a half or like a house with a kitchen. I'd buy it, but for them, I wish them like a one ninety nine price point mm-hmm. and feature placement at a walmart or what we have here at k entire like soda stream model yeah 
Yeah, this that's is exactly like it. One ninety nine. This is a gift for your like uh, husband, boyfriend, dad, or whatever. It's a single keg. It's a single growler, but it has the same system going, and it's a it's a great gift. The, the other thing that I'm thinking about here is like if you build something like this, I think the guy did a, a, a fantastic job at thinking about this thing. Mm-hmm. But like, what's the longevity of the system? Like, what's next? Right? You have a product out. You got to think about in this, this is the type of system that, especially with the size where you would build add-ons or some kind of like things that you can buy as additional components to improve, whether it's other type of beers or like night, like put nitrous, whatever the case is, right? Like basically. Yeah. Cause CO2 he has two cartridge. You can yeah. Cause he hasn't gone to what the CO2 cartridge is. Exactly. So is, it, so is it like a five pound system or is it what like. Uh, I don't know how the refill actually works. I don't even know the maintenance. This yeah. could be an absolute bitch to to clean, right? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, like the pipes, because you want to keep keep you want to keep those uh, pipes really clean at the at some point. Yeah, yeah you got to keep everything clean. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing he doesn't mention, like the cleaning. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I mean, you just have to wait for an Amazon. Oh, here we go. And, you know. Sanit- sanitation tablets and replacement beer lines, if needed, may be ordered at growlerchill.com. Oh, so like click, yeah. click on that. Uh, we recommend periodic cleaning for optimum performance. Simply use one of our sanitation tablets and run a full growler of room temperature water. So let's see. Do you use the CO2 cartridges from BB guns? Is it like the small ones? It'd be smart uh, if they use the CO2 from the soda streams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say the same. Uh, it doesn't say unless because like I only see the pre-order. How it works? It's probably in the shop. Yeah, where's the shop? Because this says gear. That's the gear shop up here. You know, it, th- this is a man cave thing. Is, you know, uh, if you're building a really nice chill. man cave, uh, a TV you can buy a. You have this there with a bar or something. Yeah. So they don't have the price of the sanitation. No. Sanitization ta- tablet. Top yet. cap is twenty six to. Well, that's to replace cap. the entire top cap, the magic top cap. It's like that uh, the new K cup that comes with a carafe. Like if you break the yeah, carafe, yeah. you got to buy yeah. it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I mean, four ninety nine. It's I like I, I like it, and if if growlers were still the only thing at my brew pubs here, then mm-hmm. yeah, I would one hundred percent get something like this. But because of where I live, cans and bottles have become a little more convenient. Uh, this would be like you know the guy gift to have in my my man cave. So I'll say one thing there that I'm reading that kind of angers me: mm-hmm. one year warranty. Against manufacturing defects, defects so if yeah. you, even if you break it, yeah, or something. Yeah, this should be a three-year warranty. Some, something in that vicinity. Yeah. Like I'm spending five hundred bucks, and you're giving me a one-year limited warranty See, against their own defects. Yeah, which is like TBD. Yeah, exactly. So that that part makes me a little bit yeah. frustrated too. Yeah. I yeah, do. Like, this is a, it's a pretty complicated system. Yeah, so you'd oh, imagine yeah. some shit's gonna fuck up. Yeah. And but I'm okay with that, right? Because then it comes down to like, okay, well, if I call you up for your support and it's dog shit, or you know, if you if I have to argue you, you keep charging me for more and more shit to make it work, then there's a problem. So it depends mm-hmm. on what like how their customer service is. Yeah. Uh, but they're not even launched, so you can't really look at that. Yeah. Well, that was like for example the barbecue iPod. Their customer service is excellent, and it's a ten year warranty. Mm-hmm. So and it was on sale. So I'm like, yeah, immediate buy. It sounds like we're kind of. I would be 60, on board. Sixty-six yeah. percent. This is the first yes. one we've actually been like a yes. Uh, well, no, the game I bought that's sitting at your house. Uh, no, no, you mean <laughs> old school's game? Oh yeah, yeah. old school's game. Apparently now. <laughs> so at this point, we're going to end part one. 
of episode 49. Quick plugs and thoughts on the episode. We'll start with C-Money. Quick plugs, quick plugs. Uh, Amazon, uh, the Amazon link's gone, so don't even bother. Oh, shit. Yeah, what's going on with that, by the way? Uh, they told me that uh, I was using it for business relation purposes or some shit like that. So I, I sent them a scathing what email. The fuck and, they t- I was buying condoms and fucking yeah. random shit. That's <laughs> that business. Maybe, maybe it's because you bought your like monitors. Nonetheless, uh, oh, okay. they All sent right. me an email. I sent them a scathing response on how Jeff Bezos is basically trying to fuck everyone in the ass. Hold on. I didn't actually say that. I said appropriate words to like, well, why are you keeping down the little man and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and they still because Jeffrey down, so. Bezos wants to have intercourse with the in your butt in, in yes. the buttocks. So no more Amazon for now. I'm going to try and find some other affiliate links to help the show yeah. in the future. All right. Well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say uh, my plug is uh buy local people, support your local businesses. They're freaking uh, suffering right now. You know, there's uh, spearhead games. I think they need some, uh, they need to eat. <laughs> they need some food. So uh, make something happen out there. People don't, 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 don't go with a, don't go with overseas shit for a while. Old school. Yeah. I'm going to double that. Um, I went to a local cinema here, help support local, local restaurants buy local products at a local grocery store. If you order online, like we ordered actually, uh, my girlfriend for our anniversary ordered me a, a six pack of uh, New Brunswick beers that I'm going to be trying. So, you know, th- these little guys need our help. So I, I agree with that sentiment. Phil? Speaking of local products. <laughs> he needs to eat. I need to eat local food, which I'm ordering a lot more these days because I'm stuck at home because we're not at the office. Uh, yeah, support Spearhead Games. Uh, if you like RPGs, check out Stories of Path of Destinies and Omen Site. I'm guessing by the time this episode comes out, the Steam Summer Sale is going to be over. So unfortunately, you would have missed out on some sweet deals on our games. And uh, check out Project Witchstone, which is... Uh, we have a page on Steam right now, so if you want to support us, wishlist the game. Awesome. Uh, for those listening, uh, the beer line you want to purchase while it's out there is the Altogether Beer. It is helping support... All the restaurant people who were put out of business due to COVID-19 altogether is a recipe by other half brewing company sent around to all the breweries across the world to help support people who've been affected in the restaurant industry as well. Uh, Weathered Souls Brewing Company's Black is Beautiful recipe. If your brewery makes it, buy it. It is helping support the Black Lives Matter movement. And as much as we joke around and we're assholes to each other and other people, on this show, we are very serious, and we are not the so- social justice warriors, but we do believe in equal rights for everyone. As for the fucking show, right. what's that? I said fucking right. Yeah, yeah Black Lives Matter, man. Uh, Black Lives Matter, and uh, once again, all together, get both of those beers when you have a chance. If you don't drink a beer, somebody in your life does drink craft beer and buy it for them to help support the people who are very much in need right now during COVID-19. As for us, you can find us allbeerinside.com at allbeerinside on all the social media and as we say at the end of all the episodes drink craft not not crap crap. (laughs) I thought we were doing it together (laughs) I was like wait what here at All Beer Inside Incorporated we're committed to bringing you the finest of beer tasting shenanigans during our research and development we strive to be on the cutting edge of whatever it is we do here our latest collection of sounds compiled by randomly singing and insulting each other have been clinically tested to ensure our golden caliber of excellence. And by clinically tested, I mean I got drunk and played them for this guy, Billy, who lives down the street. I think he works in a clinic. You can never tell with Billy. 
When you are listening to a Al Beer Inside podcast, you should be confident of the fact that it is composed of vibrations that form a mechanical wave of pressure and displacement which travel through the air, where they are transmitted to your nerves and then relays information to your temporal lobe, where it is registered as sound. We guarantee to bring only the finest of beer tasting shenanigans with the comforter of our golden promise. They will always be between 20 hertz and 20 kilohertz, the range of human hearing. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>